0: Chapter 14 of The Mystery at Dark Cedars by Edith Lavell. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Bad news. Mary Louise's first impulse upon leaving Miss Tracy's home was to rush right over to Corinne Pearson with a demand to see the necklace which she had worn at the dance the night before but she had not taken more than a few steps before she saw the foolishness of such a proceeding in the first place Corinne would not be likely to show her the necklace In the second place, Mary Louise could tell nothing by examining it. She wasn't a connoisseur in rubies. It was doubtful whether she could spot a real stone if she saw one. No, nothing was to be gained by a visit to the Pearsons at this time. So, instead she directed her course towards home, resolving to discuss the whole affair with her father if he had returned from his business trip as her mother had expected. She found him on the porch, reading the Sunday paper and smoking his pipe. He was a big man with a determined chin and fine dark eyes, which lighted up with joy at the sight of his daughter. Mary Lou, he exclaimed, getting up out of his chair and kissing her. I was so afraid you wouldn't be home to see me. I just had to see you, Daddy, returned the girl. I need your help. Sit down, dear. Your mother tells me that you are engaged in some serious business. I feel very proud of my detective daughter. I'm afraid I'm not so good after all she replied sadly. "'Now that I'm really up against a hard problem, I don't know which way to turn. I'd like to tell you about it if you have time.' She seated herself in the hammock and took off her hat. It was lovely and cool on the shaded porch after the heat of the riverside streets. "'Of course I have time,' Mr. Gay assured her. "'Begin at the beginning.' "'I will, Daddy. Only, first of all, you must promise not to tell anybody, except Mother, of course miss grant seems to dread publicity of any kind why the reason she gives is that she firmly believes some member of her own family to be guilty and wants to avoid scandal but i think there's another a deeper reason and what do you think that is mary lou a desire to keep her possession of a ruby necklace a secret she kept it hidden in the mattress of her bed and never mentioned it to anybody except one trusted nephew mr gay wrinkled his brows I guess you had better tell me the facts in order, dear. Mary Louise settled herself more comfortably in the hammock and told her story just as everything had happened. When she finally came to the description of the robbery the previous night and of her own shameful treatment at the hands of the thief, her father cried out in resentment. Don't tell mother about my being bound up and put in the closet, she begged. It would worry her sick. It worries me sick, announced Mr. Gay. And I don't want you to spend another night in that dreadful place. In fact, I forbid it. Mary Louise nodded. She had been expecting the command. Then, may I bring Elsie Grant home with me while her aunt is in the hospital? She asked. Yes, I suppose so. If your mother is willing. But his consent was rather reluctant. Mary Louise sensed his distrust of the orphan. Daddy, do you think Elsie is guilty? She asked immediately. I don't know what to think. You believe that your intruder was a woman, don't you? Then, if it was a woman in Miss Grant's family, how many possible suspects have you? Mary Louise checked them off on her fingers. Old Mrs. Grant, Mrs. Pearson, Corrine Pearson, and Elsie. Which are most likely to have heard about the necklace, Old Mrs. Grant and Elsie, I should say, offhand. Yes, agreed his daughter, and I'm sure Mrs. Grace Grant wouldn't steal. Besides, she's too old to get down a ladder." ''Hold on a minute,'' cautioned her father. ''You're not sure that your thief got away in that manner. Suppose, as you are inclined to believe, she was at Dark Cedars when you arrived last night. And suppose she hid in the closet until she thought you were asleep. When she finished her job, why couldn't she have walked down the stairs and out the door? It must unlock from the inside, while you were still locked in the closet.'' ''That's true. But wouldn't Elsie have heard her?'' ''Probably. But then she'd have been likely to hear anybody getting out of a window,'' Yes, I think suspicion points to the young girl, with one possible exception. You mean, Corrine Pearson? No, I don't. I think the very fact that she wore a red necklace to the dance practically proves her innocence. If she even knew her aunt owned a ruby necklace, she wouldn't have done that after she was caught in another theft. Mary Louise sighed. She felt as if her visit to Miss Tracy had been wasted time, and she said as much to her father but he reassured her with the statement that real detectives make many such visits, which may seem to lead to nothing, but which all have their part in leading to the capture of the criminal. "'Then whom else do you suspect, Daddy?' she asked. "'The most obvious person of all—the person who had every reason to believe that there was something valuable hidden in Miss Grant's bed from the way the old lady guarded it—the person who made up all the stories about ghosts to throw you girls off the track—I mean Hannah, of course.' "'Hannah?' repeated Mary Louise in amazement. She had never thought of her as guilty since her interview with her that very first day. You may be right, Daddy, but if she was going to steal, why did she do it at night when we were all there? She had plenty of chance all day alone at Dark Cedars, except for William, her husband. Yes, but then you would immediately suspect her or William. This threw you off the track. Mary Louise pondered the matter seriously. I still can't believe that, Daddy, "'Knowing Hannah as I do, I would stake my word on the fact that both she and old Mrs. Grant are absolutely honest.' "'Well, it may not have been a member of the family at all,' observed Mr. Gay. "'Maybe it was an outsider, someone who had heard a rumour about the necklace and visited the house systematically at night, searching for it. That would account for the strange noises and the disturbances. It might even have been the person who owned the necklace in the first place, who would know, of course, that it was still at Dark Cedars.' there is only one thing to do that I can see, and that is to notify the pawnshops and jewelers all over the country. But that would take forever, protested Mary Louise, and besides, we couldn't mention Miss Grant's name without her permission. Mr. Gay smiled. There was a great deal for Mary Louise to learn about the detective business. It wouldn't take any time at all, he said. The police have a list of all such places and a method of communication, and Miss Grant's name need not be mentioned. My name is sufficient, but I wish we could get a more accurate description of the necklace. I wish we could. I'll try to see Miss Grant again tomorrow. It doesn't make so much difference, however, her father told her. If the rubies are real, they can easily be detected. It isn't likely that many ruby necklaces are being pawned at the same time. Will you do this for me, Daddy? asked Mary Louise, rising from the hammock and opening the screen door. I just want to say hello to Mother, and then I must be on my way. I'm due back at Dark Cedars at two o'clock. Mr. Gay frowned. Must you go, dear? I don't forbid it in broad daylight, but I don't like it. Yes, I must get my suitcase, Daddy, and bring Elsie back if she wants to come. All right, Mary Lou, I'll drive you over, if our dinner isn't ready, and I'll come back for you about five o'clock so that I'm sure of getting you home here safely before dark. It was a simple matter for Mary Louise to gain her mother's consent to bring Elsie Grant home with her. Believing the girl to be just a poor, downtrodden orphan, Mrs. Gay adopted a motherly, sympathetic attitude, totally unaware that both Jane Patterson and Mr. Gay suspected the girl of the crime. She was delighted that her daughter had decided to leave Dark Cedars. "'It's bad enough to have your father away on dangerous work without having to worry about you too, Mary Louise,' she said as she kissed her daughter goodbye. "'Be back in time for supper.' "'I will,' promised the girl. "'Daddy's going to drive me over and come back for me.' During the short ride in her father's car, the theft was not mentioned. If possible, Mary Louise wanted to forget it for the time being. She hated to go to Dark Cedars and eat Hannah's dinner as Elsie's guest and all the while suspect one or the other of them of a horrible crime. Mr. Gay left Mary Louise at the hedge, and she ran up the path lightly, just like an ordinary girl visiting one of her chums for a Sunday dinner. But Elsie did not come out to meet her, and she had to knock on the door to gain admittance. In a minute or two, Hannah answered it. Hello, she said. Ain't Elsie with you? Mary Louise shook her head. No, she said she'd stay and help you, she replied. Didn't she tell you about what happened last night? No, Hannah's eyes opened wide. Was the spirits here again? Somebody was here, answered Mary Louise. Haven't you been up in Miss Grant's room? The woman shook her head. No, I ain't. I've been too busy out in the garden helping William and getting dinner ready. I figured you girls would make your own bed. Elsie always did most of the upstairs work. Well, I couldn't very easily make the first bed I slept in, remarked Mary Louise, because the mattress was torn to pieces. Miss Matties gasped Hannah in genuine terror. She looked so frightened that Mary Louise could not believe she was acting. Yes, somebody bound and gagged me and locked me in the closet and then proceeded to strip the bed. They must have found Miss Grant's precious necklace, for that's what it was, John Grant said. The servant woman bowed her head. May the Lord have mercy on us, she said reverently. It's his way of punishing Miss Maddie for keeping the thing her dead mother warned her again. She looked up at Mary Louise. Eat your dinner quick, she said. Then let's get out of here before the spirits come again. But where's Elsie, insisted Mary Louise, knowing that it was no use to argue with Hannah about the spirits. She went off soon after you girls left. I thought she changed her mind and went to Sunday school. She had on her green silk. "'And hasn't she come back all morning?' demanded Mary Louise in dismay. "'Nary a sign of her!' Mary Louise groaned. This was bad news. Just what she had been fearing ever since her conversations with Jane and with her father. If Elsie had run away, there could be only one reason for her going. She must be guilty. "'I had better go right home and see my father,' she said nervously. "'You sit right down and eat your dinner, Miss Mary Louise,' commanded Hannah. You need food, and it's right here. You ain't a goin' to take no hot walk on an empty stomach. Besides, Elsie may come in any minute. She'd probably run down to show them colored people her pretty green dress. Mary Louise's eyes brightened. Abraham Lincoln Jones family? She inquired. Yeah, Elsie's awfully fond of them. They kind of pet her up, you know. Mary Louise smiled and sat down to her dinner. The food tasted good, for it was fresh from the garden, and Hannah was an excellent cook but all the time she was eating she kept her eyes on the door, watching, almost praying that Elsie would come in. "'Maybe you had better not touch that room of Miss Grant's,' she cautioned Hannah. "'I think it might be better to leave it just as it is, for the sake of evidence. My clothes are in the old room now, and I'll get them from there.' "'Don't you worry,' replied the woman, with a frightened look in her eyes. "'I ain't giving no spirits no chance at me. I'm leaving the minute these dishes is done, and I ain't coming back day or night.' If Elsie ain't home by the time I go, you can take the key, Miss Mary Louise, and turn it over to Miss Mattie. Mary Louise nodded. Perhaps this was for the best. I'll leave my suitcase on the porch while I run down to see the Jones family, she said as she finished her apple pie, and you had better clear out the refrigerator and take all the food that is left, because if I find Elsie, I'll take her home with me. Maybe she's having a chicken dinner with them colored people, returned Hannah, and for the first time since Mary Louise's arrival, she smiled. End of chapter 14.